Over the last three episodes of the Acoustic Tuesday show, we've really dug into the world of the banjo. Episode 294, we looked at inexpensive banjos. Episode 295, we explored open G tuning. Episode 296, we took banjo techniques and applied them to your guitar. If you missed any of those episodes, make sure to check them out. Well, here we are in episode 297, and you might be wondering, who do I listen to in the banjo world? I'm kind of inspired. Who should I lay my ears on? Well, today's show is for you because I have a truckload of banjo players that you need to be aware of and who'll give you some great inspiration on your musical journey. Hey, TAC family, this is episode 297 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Holy smokes, almost episode 300. What the heck is going on? This is a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I will be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including a new shreddy podcast, a deep dive into Hawaiian slack key guitar, and much, much more. But first, we have to dig a little bit further into the world of the banjo. I have like I said, a truckload of banjo players you need to hear. And I'm gonna do this list a little bit different. You know, usually I take some time in between artists and tell you about them, but I'm gonna sacrifice that today to make way for more banjo players. And to kick this episode off, I have a bit of a story. See, when I first started working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, this had to be, let's say 2005, uh, maybe plus or minus a year. I can't really remember things get a little bit foggy that far back. Anyways, I started working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, and to be honest, I had never heard bluegrass music before. I had never heard old time music before. I didn't know the difference between the two. I had never really heard banjo before. I was a metalhead who just got a job at a folk music school. The first CD I bought while working at the store within the school was The Essential Earl Scruggs, a compilation of Earl Scruggs songs, you know, playing with Flatt and Scruggs, etc. And as soon as I pressed play on this CD, I heard something that had a deep impact on me. I heard the banjo being played, and holy smokes, could Earl Scruggs play the hell out of the banjo. He is like the father of the banjo after all. Anyways, after that, I was enamored with the banjo. It had a deep impact on me, as I mentioned, and Today's episode stems from that, because at that point in time, in my musical journey, in my discovery of the banjo, I wish somebody had pulled me aside and said, hey, here's a list of 30, 50 banjo players that you absolutely have to hear. I wish that happened to me. Well, luckily for you, that's gonna happen to you right now. So let's dig into this list. I'm literally just going to rattle off artist names. You're gonna hear a small snippet of their playing. And to help you out even further, I've created a Spotify playlist if you wanna take this to the nth degree. It'll be linked in the description down below. Okay, let's dig into the list. I've divvied this up into three categories. The first one we're gonna kick off with, kick off, banjo kick off, kind of a cool pun is a category I've entitled The Usuals. Think founding fathers of the banjo, folks you've likely heard before or folks that come up in conversation quite a bit when it comes to banjo playing. So here is the list of The Usuals. Bella Fleck. John Hartford. Earl Scruggs. Sonny Osborne. Don Reno, 
Ralph Stanley. J.D. Crow. Alan Mund, or Mundy, can't actually remember. Ola Bell Reed. Charlie Poole. And Bob Carlin. Okay, that wraps up the usuals, right? We Did I mention Earl Scruggs in there? Okay, yeah, I did. I, I just wanted to make sure I had him in there because, well, he needs to be. There are other usuals, but um, I think that list gives you a good synopsis of the foundation of the banjo, going back actually pretty far. The next list I have for you is old time players, old time banjo players. Think claw hammer style, think open back banjo. And um, you'll notice that uh, this list is gonna contain quite a few artists that you likely have never heard of before, but need to be on your radar because there are some absolute treasures in here. Let's go ahead and dig into this list. Uh, kicking things off is Nora Brown. Chris Cool or Cooley. Bob Smokula. Here's a two-for-one special, Eli West and Kahalen Morrison. Adam Hurt. Abigail Washburn. Kara Luft of the Small Glories. Rhiannon Giddens. Fair land to which I go. 
Michael Miles, who just so happens to be a teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Riley Boggess. Ken Perlman. Now we're going to wrap things up with a list of bluegrass banjo players you need to hear. Now, some of these players, most of these players are off the beaten path a little bit. So take special note here because there are some just fantastic players that their names may have never crossed your radar ever, to be quite honest. Let's dig in. We've got Tony Trishka. Here's a two-for-one special, Russ Carson and Ron Block. Kristen Scott Benson. Allison Brown. Chris Pandolfi. Jens Kruger. Danny Barnes. Tony Furtado. That is a hell of a list, but even though it's a long list, it is not an exhaustive list. So I may very well have missed some players. And if that's the case, if somebody stuck out and you're like, Tone, I can't believe fill in the blank, isn't on your list, let me know in the comments below. This would serve as a great resource for any guitar player, for any music lover to start getting into the banjo. So the longer we can make this list, the better, the more listening options we all have. So in the comments below, let me know your favorite banjo player. Let me know a banjo player that maybe didn't make my list at all. And remember, I'm making a Spotify playlist for you so you can delight your ears in some of this wonderful banjo music. It'll be a one-stop shop for all your banjo needs. Kind of cool, anyways. Uh, a one-stop listening spot for all your banjo needs. Anyways, uh, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and move on to your first dose of acoustic news you can use, and we're going to kick things off with that shreddy podcast I mentioned right at the top. And Chris Shiflett, 
guitar player for the Foo Fighters, uh, guitar player extraordinaire, really. He has a podcast called Walking the Floor, which is awesome. He interviews musicians. You get some really great conversation between two awesome musicians. The one I most recently listened to was Chris Shiflett interviewing uh, the White Buffalo. Just a fantastic interview. But Chris has a new podcast out that's named Shred with Shifty. And the premise of this podcast is pretty darn awesome. Here's a trailer that gives you a little bit more info about what this podcast will contain. Hey friends, it's Chris Shiflett, and I want to tell you about my brand new show, Shred with Shifty. So when I was coming up, we didn't have the internet to learn all my favorite Randy Rose licks or whatever, but we do now. And if you're like me, you probably spent a lot of time watching people online explain things like pretty close to right, but not quite right, because, you know, nobody's ever going to get it exactly like the record. So it occurred to me, what if I could go to the source and talk to the artists who actually played the solos on the actual records and have them explain it to me? And that, my friends, is is how Shred with Shifty was born. Check out this stellar lineup for our first season. We got guests like Alex Lifeson from Rush, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Niall Rogers, Blake Schwarzenbach from Jawbreaker, Brad Paisley, Richie Sambora, Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, John Osborne from Brothers Osborne, Lindsay L. Brent Mason, and many, many more. So get ready to rip right here on Shred with Shifty, coming soon. Follow Shred with Shifty at volume.com slash shifty or wherever you get your podcasts to get a front row lesson from your favorite guitar heroes. Next up is something from the Fretboard Journal. Check out this post. Like so many other musicians, ragtime guitarists Craig Ventresco and Meredith Axelrod started live streaming performances from home when COVID lockdowns began. Unlike nearly everyone else, they're still at it six days a week. On this week's Fretboard Journal podcast, we talked to this tireless duo about their recent 1,000th live stream on Facebook, their unique repertoire of 1890s to 1930s tunes, the following they've amassed, and much, much more. You can find that podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or of course, visit Fretboard Journal online. You'll see a link to it. And as soon as I read this, I thought to myself, that's going to be a cool podcast to check out. So I encourage you to do that. But also, I had to do a little bit more digging. So I checked out their live streams on Facebook, and they're just plain fun. They're relaxed, but the tunes are wildly expansive. I mean, we're talking a wide range of songs, again, pulled from the 1890s to the 1930s, and the voice is there, the instrumentation is there. It's just a cool vibe. And to, to see that they've been doing this for... 1,000 live streams, that's a lot. Six days a week, holy smokes. And uh, if you're curious as to what they look like, how they sound, what the live streams look like and how they sound, uh, here they are. Man. 
Next, from Folkway Music, I have the most serene, beautiful, short little video featuring a 1932 Martin Size 117. Um, here's what the post had to say. We're gonna listen to it here in a moment. The post says this, it's another beautiful spring morning here in Southern Ontario, and this 1932 Martin 117 has been a major source of inspiration over the first coffee of the day. And to me, this is what it's all about sitting outside on a beautiful day with your first cup of coffee and strumming an amazing guitar just like this one. Okay, it just started raining here, so you might hear a little pitter-patter of raindrops on the studio roof. Anyways, this is not the weather report. This is acoustic news you can use. Next up on my list is something from Jody Carroll. I've mentioned him before. He's a fantastic blues player. Blues finger picker, he plays the banjo, his repertoire is vast, and his voice is stellar. He played at the Acoustic Life Festival back in 2018, I believe, maybe 2019 a stunning spellbinding performance. Anyways, he is in the process of releasing a new album and an illustrated lyric book, which you can now pre-order from his website. And I have to say, one of the cool things about Jody is that he's pretty much a renaissance man. Not only is he a great singer, not only is he a great songwriter, not only is he a great player, he's a hell of an artist. And I'm talking about visual artist, drawing. The illustrations in this book are from him. He's awesome, you have to see it. And uh, while well, you're seeing the post right now, you also have to hear Jody, because if you haven't heard him play before, it's a treat. Get ready, here he is. Long gone, yeah, just a poor boy. And if you're wondering, Tom, you said pre-order it from his website. What the heck is his website? Well, it's jodycarroll.com, spelled J-O-D-Y-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. Uh, you can check out his whole discography there and uh, just click on the music store link and you'll see all the wonderful goodies that are available, specifically, again, the pre-order for this lyric book and album. And with that, let's close up your first dose of acoustic news you can use and check in and see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates through the five essential skills that help you learn songs fast. Each week, the TAC family goes through the following schedule. Monday, they do a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. They are working on a guitar lick and here it is. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is named Jailbreak and it sounds like this.
This lick is incredibly useful and there's an underlying reason why. It's a great country lick as you heard. It's got the bends, it's got this major pentatonic vibe, but there's so much more to this. A much larger lesson. We'll get into that in a moment, but first, TAC family, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Click on Start Challenge, that'll take you to the teaching video, get it note for note, and then you can play through it with the play along video, adjust it to a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to click on that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner that'll allow you to pull up the tab right next to the video. Okay, this lick, what's the deal? Why is it so important? Well, first of all, it sounds cool. That's undeniable. You have this wonderful country bend, you have this great major sound, and it's actually relatively easy to play. Essentially, it's just a major pentatonic scale with a passing tone. And then we have the little bend which is also part of that major pentatonic scale, right? So we have the use of this wonderful major pentatonic scale, and I love pentatonic scales, both major and minor, because they seem to contain the greatest hits of all the notes within a given key. You know, sometimes when you play just the major scale or just the minor scale, there are a couple notes that are a little bit more difficult to fit into a solo or playing a melody the pentatonic scales ditch those emotionally charged notes and give you some nice solid notes to mess around with. So first and foremost, using that major pentatonic scale gives you a lot of security in knowing that the notes that you're gonna hit are gonna make sense within that key. Furthermore, the big lesson here is that this is a closed position lick. And you saw me play it in three different places in the intro. And I'll explain to you why. Any closed position lick, you can move to match the chord that you're playing over. For example, if I wanna play over an E chord, I'll start it on the seventh fret of the A string. This happens to be an E note. Think of it as the root note of the lick. Works over an E chord. You can hear that plain and simple. If I wanna say play it over an A chord, I make the root note of the lick an A note. A chord. Now if I want to play it over a B chord, I change that root note to a B note and it works over a B chord. And you can do this for any of the notes, any of the chords. If you want to play it over, gosh, an F chord. So that is the power of this lick. Yes, it's cool sounding and it's awesome if you learn it and I want you to learn it, but looking deeper, one layer beneath that cool sounding lick is a huge lesson in that if you like a lick and it is closed position, figure out what the root of that lick is and then you can move it around and play it over any chord you want. It's really fun and I want you to try it out. In fact, any lick that you learn is close, that's closed position, give it a try. See if you can find the root, see if you can match the chord. It's a really fun challenge and one that will prove incredibly fruitful in how you look at the fingerboard. Um, and, and it's just one of those things that when I first discovered it, I was like, why didn't somebody tell me this earlier? This allows me to play a lot more than I used to be able to play, right? I always used to think that I'd learn a lick in one position and that was it. But I encourage you to look one layer deeper. Always try and figure out the why behind what you're playing because that 
oftentimes, more often than not, will open up a whole new world of the guitar neck for you. Now for a quick little second dose of acoustic news you can use, we're gonna kick things off with a story, a video from the Acoustic Shop. You're likely familiar with these folks because to me, they're one of the most knowledgeable acoustic instrument shops. Think of kind of bluegrass focused shops in the US, in my opinion. They put out great videos, they have great performances, they do great comparisons, they do great product features. All in all, they're just a great shop. I'm a big fan and I found this video and I had to share it with you because I've been asked numerous times on the show, Tone, please feature some lower priced guitars. Please, please, please. And I should say sorry because I kind of have champagne tastes when it comes to guitars. I remember my first week at the Old Town School of Folk Music, going back to the Old Town School, uh, my my boss at the time, Ted Parrish, hi Ted, if you're watching, um, he, he exposed me to so much awesome music and so much just great stuff. So huge thanks to Ted. But anyways, he said, we were looking at the guitar wall and he said, if you could have any guitar on that wall, what would it be? And I think we had a, we had a Larave LV60. I'm pretty sure that was the model, all dressed up, pearl all over it and just a beautiful guitar. And I said, yeah, that, that Larave LV60. And he said, Ah, champagne taste. So it's always been like that. So I should apologize. I, I do try and feature lower end guitars, lower priced guitars, um, but I think my general um, predisposition to really awesome high dollar guitars oftentimes shines through. Nonetheless, Acoustic Shop to the rescue. They released a video uh, of the best, they were looking for the best guitars under $1,500 at the NAMM show. And it's really cool to follow them around and check out their discoveries. So let's take a quick little look at that video right now. This isn't the whole thing, just a portion. So if you're curious as to what they found as a whole, make sure to check out the full video. I think it's around 13, 15, 17 minutes, uh, but it's well worth your time. We're gonna look at a small clip of it right now. Hey guys, it's John here at the Acoustic Shop. Well, actually, I'm not at the Acoustic Shop. I'm at NAMM 2023 here in Anaheim, California. What we're gonna do is go inside. I haven't had a chance to look around too much, but I've seen a little bit. I'm pretty excited about this. I think what we're gonna do is create a challenge of the best guitar under $1,500. So we're gonna try every guitar we can get our hands on and come up with what is our favorite under the $1,500 price mark. So join us. All right, we're here at Pacamini and we're looking at a G-Series, a GD90CEZC, I'm gonna insert that for uh, Zeracote back natural top. Um, this guitar is at priced at map price 949, so a, uh, this falls into our category. A lot of there's other stuff, but this is the one that we can afford, so let's check it out. Adrian Ballou has released a new EP for your enjoyment. It's named Pursue Your Groove. It's on Candy Rat Records, and you can stream it on all the usual streaming platforms, Spotify, 
Apple, other things. I don't even know. I just use Spotify. Anyways, uh, make sure to check out that album. If you like modern percussive fingerstyle guitar, this album is very much up your alley. Um, Adrian is an artist that I always look to, I always listen to and walk away feeling good. I feel inspired from his compositions to his playing style to his general technique and clarity. It's all there and I encourage you to check him out. Um, and also, side note on this album, it features his artist series seven string guitar from the folks at FERC, which they just released or will be releasing here in the next month or so. So keep your eyes peeled for that guitar hitting the market, but also you can hear it on this album. So be sure to check that out. In fact, um, if you've never heard Adrian before, now's your chance. Let's go ahead and listen to him play a little bit. bit of inlay action for you next coming from Mercier Guitars. Uh, I believe it's Mercier. Merce, Merce? No, it's Mercier. It's got to be Mercier. M-E-R-C-I-E-R. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say it confidently. Uh, anyways, I've featured inlay from them before. I believe I featured a, a zombie-themed fretboard inlay. Well, now we have something that's very much up my alley because it involves a skull. But it's not just your blatant skull on a fretboard. It's more of a um, face being separated, exposing the skull underneath. You'll see what I mean. I mean, you see the picture right now. Um, that description sounds very much from a horror movie, but this is not. This is very elegantly done in Mother of Pearl with some great scrimshaw work. Uh, so I think it's called scrimshaw. Engraving work? Ah, one and the same, right? Uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, just beautiful, and, and follow them on Instagram. I think you'll see some really wonderful inlays, some just very cool guitar geeky stuff. And last, but certainly not least, is a video from Michael Watts that I just discovered where he is interviewing hanging out with Garrett Probst, Prost, Prost, P-R-O-B-S-T, a fantastic Hawaiian slack key guitar player. And uh, Michael's interviewing him really from the perspective of not knowing much about Hawaiian slack key guitar. So this is a very informative interview, borderline instructional video. I mean, it's not straight ahead instruction, but you really get a look as to where Hawaiian slack key guitar was born and really how it's played, some of the motifs and things like that. It's a video well worth your time. We're gonna look at a small piece of it right now. Um, a lot of Hawaiian music have a lot of turns, turnarounds, which are called okay. temps. Got like the basic, right? Right. Fantastic. 
some bass notes as well. That's fun. Oh, that's just beautiful. Yeah, so like uh, that's, that's how so I was cool. learn how to play. Yeah, you kind of just alternate as you. <laughs> And on those Hawaiian slack key guitar notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. I have literally inundated your ears with new music. I hope you enjoyed it. I really love these episodes selfishly because I love spreading the word about artists and I love myself discovering new artists. So I hope you, I hope you enjoyed this ride. But before I let you go for the day, let's go ahead and take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, We'll be looking at the differences between electric guitar and acoustic guitar. Now you're thinking to yourself, uh, isn't it obvious, dude? Uh, they're very different. Yes, indeed, they are very different, but a lot of us acoustic players foray into the electric guitar world, and there's a lot of electric guitarists that want to foray into the acoustic guitar world, and there are some things that are kind of hidden that I want you to be aware of. So that's the topic of next week's Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Before I let you go for today, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, on electric guitar or acoustic is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day you play. Fun should be your absolute top priority. And with that, I wanna thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, guitar geeks unite.